You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've bitten a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Friday edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel, Joel Conan, Dennis Dick with you this morning. We've got earnings. We've got a jobs number. We've got the market at all-time highs. We've got Johnson & Johnson getting into the FDA COVID vaccine game. So a lot to get to on our show. Jason Rasnick is our guest. He'll be on with us later around 8.45 or so. Uh, until probably nine or nine ten, depending on how long he wants to, he wants to go for. Uh, so got a pack show. We'll take questions from our chats. Speaking of chats, if you're in there, or even if you're not, hit that like button. Hit like. Hit subscribe. Hit share on whatever platform you're watching us on. We appreciate that. Uh, Joel, how are we doing this morning? We're at all time. Oh high, right? man, we are trading at all time highs. Really strong close yesterday. No one wants to see that chart of Sava up there. Uh, all time highs yesterday. Caught a bid right underneath that closing price of sixty four fifty at thirty eight sixty. Pre market high eighty six and a quarter, folks. I can't give you resistance when there's none in the market. Uh, you have crude up fifty two cents at fifty six seventy five. We kissed the fifty seven handle earlier getting to 5709 gold trying to reclaim 1800 that's up 820 at 179940 silver going the same way that's up 28 cents at 2652 both those uh bounced while well, gold more uh bounced off the the trading range from november and bitcoin 25 days of closes and the 30,000 handle looks like it's about to come to an end Bitcoin futures up $405 at $38,320. Spencer, do you have a drum roll? Drum roll. Um, because I yeah, would like I to make br- one. I can grab one real fast from the internet or I can make one myself. What's up? Okay. What's up? I want to bring in 
my partner on the pre-market prep show, who is now an international celebrity, (laughs) international, not local, not in Detroit, not in the United States, not in Canada. Global. Well, he was always he, he, he was always global because he's in Canada. But oh, yeah, that's I'm, right. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm international. I'm not global. Yeah, true. <laughs> well, you're gonna go in space. They're gonna put you. They're gonna put you in Mars. Tell the news, Triple D. <laughs> I don't know if there's any news. No, um, and I don't know if this is big news or not. But I think I don't think it's I don't. So, anyways, I'm going on RT this morning, but I don't think it's RT global. I think it's RT the American beat. So it, it, it <laughs> could be. Rock, Joel. <laughs> oh, you so. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know. Maybe I am. Maybe it is the international. Feed, All right, wait, wait. Tell us what time uh, the the uh, totally independent autonomous uh, media network uh, of of RT is going to have you on today. Ten a.m. That's no, good network. So they're having me on. It's going to be good. So All it's right. going to be fun. Looking so. forward to it. I am yeah, looking well, we'll forward see. to so it. So ten a.m. If you're bored, you can jump on RT. Check me out. I'm going to talk GameStop. They want the GameStop story, and I was like, sure, I could talk GameStop. I'll give them to give the prop trader perspective. It's not going to be the retail perspective. So I'll get into shorting stocks and telling you how shorting is an evil on RT. So let's see what's up. It's going to be fun. All right. Fantastic. Uh, so what do you they see in our day? Low. How do I fix my mic? All right. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm, working, I'm working on that. I'm working on that. All right. Audio, mic. Oh, I can't adjust. I can just go like this. Boom. Is that better? Boom. Yes, sir. Boom. Look at this. I'm like tech. I can do technical stuff too here sometimes. So you do it all, Triple D. Mike, you did Mike that better? plumbing. Mike, better question mark to the chat. I know the the plumbing. I passed my level one plumbing with that us <laughs> with that shark bite. All right, they say it's better. So now let the show go on and let's yes, talk sir. stocks. I mean, this morning's uh, rally is this a little bit of thanks to Johnson and Johnson? Give us the news here on J and J. Spencer left. I'm here. I'm here. I, I never. Okay, stop. Guys. Who's the new guy? We got we got a whole bunch of new people here, but who's uh we got the whole Seinfeld cast, I guess, here actually. We, we Look do at this. have the cast. I'm missing I don't have Newman. Um, we gotta get Newman in there. But but yeah, where are you it, getting have... these from? Are you ordering these on Amazon? Like where are <laughs> these guys coming from? It's not like you can just go on to your local, I don't know what you even call those things, store and buy them right now. Where where are you getting these things? Yeah, we have yeah, what are these have, things called? We have stores in America these, too. These, these fake people, what are they called? Um they're cardboard cutouts, or, or no? Those they're actually wood. They're, they're actually they're wood. They're not oh, these cardboard. are hardcore ones. Yeah, like they're like they're like actual wood. Um, no, uh, what happened was uh, I mentioned this before, but Jason and Luke, like six months ago, went to some sort of um, I don't know what you what you call it, like a liquid a liquidation sale at like a warehouse in Detroit, and they they had a bunch of crap basically, and they had like a bunch of these cutouts. So Jason and Luke just like bought. Like a bunch of random. So you stuff, have a whole bunch stuff. of these to sit in the back room, ready to rock. Well, you've seen most of them. Uh, there are a couple more you haven't seen, but you've seen most. Of them. We have we have a a giant, uh, like ten, nine foot or eight foot tall replica of like the the Academy Award, like the Oscar s- statue. Like, you guys the, got everything there. I don't know why we have these things, but we do. Well, just um, in case you need to put them on pre-market prep. I mean, look at our fan base here now. We yeah. now have the Seinfeld cast that is avid listeners wanting to know yeah. what is happening well, with their game stocks. They, <laughs> stop stock. They want to. They want to know what's the deal with the stock market. They want to know what's going on with GME. Horrible. Everybody wants to know what's going on with GME. 
So, okay. Well, we're not going to talk Jimmy off the hop for once. It's the first That's day. That's quite the tangent. Johnson and Johnson. Johnson, Johnson and Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. So they've submitted their application for a single shot COVID-19 vaccine to the FDA. That's the news from yesterday. And that has the stock trading up about three bucks. I mean, let's think about this, though. Single shot would be nice. Because I know probably in Canada, at least four people have had their first shots and are delayed on their second shots. Is that's that what's happening good. there, too? Mm. Lisa got her second shot, though. Um, that is correct. Effect. Yeah, I have not heard. I have not heard that here. But there has been. It has been. There have been delays in the U.S. on the second shots. There has. I, been. No, no, no. Well, I mean, you know I, what I've heard. What I've. What I. My sources are telling me is that these places are getting oversupply. And they are throwing it out. They don't have, they don't, you know, some of these nursing homes and stuff. Well, send it to Canada because we are short vaccine doses. Can't send anything to Canada. Oh, yeah, I know. You can't. That's all right, actually. It's actually difficult. I was trying to send a registered letter across. They don't have that. I had to send it as a parcel. And then you have to do clear customs ahead of time. And I mean, this is uh, tough even mailing stuff across the border here right now. So it's not just closed for people. It's closed for some – or it's more difficult to get your letters across there too. And then you're in the U.S. postal system. That's always interesting as well. But, you know, that's a terrible tangent. But we're going back to the Johnson yes, Johnson please. story. Yes, please. Yeah, Johnson and Johnson. Johnson Johnson story. I mean, one <laughs> shot and you're done. That sounds pretty good because right now you got to get the two shots. So one and done. I think the market likes that. I mean, obviously, this is just going for approval here right now, so we don't have an approval on it. But I like the idea of the one and done. I think the market likes the idea of the one and done. I think the IWM likes the idea of the one and done. So lots of movement going to be in the IWM this morning. It is up relative to the rest of the market. We've also got the sneaky jobs report coming here today as well. Mm-hmm. So that always impacts the IWM more than you know the S&P for the simple reason. If you think like you got the IWM as a lot of small companies, that's very, you know, where you've got, you know, the bigger companies in the S&P like the Amazons. We know the top 10 components make up like 25% of the index. And it's you know, really- Amazon. Yeah, Amazon's doing well no matter what. You know, even the jobs are down. Amazon's doing well no matter what. But, you know, IWM is more indicative. And, you know, they want the stimulus, the IWM. The IWM wants, you know, well, jobs, I don't know if it matters because they find the silver lining no matter what. But, you know, the one shot, one shot and done. I like that idea too. So IWM showed some strength. So wait, just just going on the IWM for a second. There are only three stocks that have a more larger than 0.5 percent weighting. Very so, diversified. Yeah, it, it's extremely diversified. Everything else yeah. is is either 0.5 percent yeah. or less of the of the fund of the basket. So what are the three that are higher? Uh, plug power is 0.95 because they haven't rebalanced. Novavax, yeah, they'll be doing that soon. Novavax is 0.62 percent, yeah. And Penn National, the CEO is on CNBC this morning, they're 0.61 percent. Holy, that Penn National, what a terrible sale by me! I sold it at 103 when I got spooked and shouldn't have sold it. 118. Never, every time you sell something, it's just a bad sale. Don't yeah, sell. you know that. Uh, Johnson and Johnson. Dennis, do you have your open book? Do you have the book open or not? Or is that too no, far away? I don't, but I should go. I can do it. No, yeah, I just real quick for people that Take don't know, people that are new to the show, uh, open book. What we're talking about on the open book is the New the York NYSE St- open book. And, yep, NYSE open book publishes orders that are on the book and they're out there to get filled. A lot of times, they're big institutional orders. The, the, like the passive limit orders. Passive limit orders that are just there every day. They're entered every single day. And 
institution wants to get out of a couple hundred thousand uh, J&J, they put it. And right now, I'm just the reason I'm asking that is because you hit 166 hard. Then you went up to 166 again, and yeah. you've tried it a couple times. So I, someone someone wants to sell one, 166. So if you want more upside at J&J, you got to take out that seller at 166. Keep on going. You also had a daily high there. Yeah. And then you got a gap to fill. So there's your setup for J and J. It's like from, from the chart. I like to change there. Sometimes we can go look in our open book. You can subscribe to that for sixty bucks a month, and you can actually see the order. Um, but what it is, it's the past limit orders that are on the book. And what Joel's referring to, sometimes you can back. GTC orders get tell canceled. So sometimes your institutions will just throw out orders and say, "Look." Sell me a hundred thousand one sixty six. Sell me a hundred thousand one sixty seven. Sell me a hundred thousand one sixty eight. They throw yep. out GTC and they forget about it. You know, if it gets to their target, then they're out of their trade. So you do see that happen at the big points. We call it at the point. And one sixty six. When you see a stock tick like it did back, looking at the J and J chart on the 29th, when you see it tick one sixty six and not go through it, it makes you think there could be a seller there. When you get the second day and you can't get up there either, it makes you think that okay, well, there's probably somebody perched at the point, which is uh, one sixty six in this case on J and J. So bringing up my open book now, um, looking at one sixty six, and ah, it's nothing really there. Not not at least lit. And, you know, and, and institutions aren't, you know, always showing their orders either. There could be an algorithm there that could be selling stock. But I only see 4,600 shares there, so it's pretty early. Um, maybe there's going to be another order that comes back in. But right now, that looks like major technical resistance. So I'll give it to you on the technicals, although I don't see it from an order flow perspective, at least not. Yeah, and they're going to have to scoop up. The buyers are going to have to scoop up. I know there's probably been pretty good volume in this, but they're going to. the buyers are going to have to scoop up all the other limit orders. And, and that's a pretty – I'm not sure what the average daily range is. It's traded 145000 But if you think about between that closing price of 16199 and let's call it 165 right now. It might struggle even open over 165. Uh, and no, these aren't dark pool orders. These are GTC orders on the exchange. So Yeah, I mean, there's so many different venues, and we don't want to get all market structure here. We've been a lot of market structure lately. But, you know, you've got, what is it, 16 or 15 or 16 wow. public exchanges? I can't, you know, even, you know, rem- you know I, c- I can't keep track of them all because it always seems like there's a new exchange. But, you know, you have between 14 and 16 public lit exchanges. And then you've got the, a number of dark pools where these are individual broker dealer pools where liquidity, where they're not lit. So they are, you know, off exchange, but they're their own lit. And then you have obviously off exchange market makers, which have been getting a lot of press, you know, like Citadel, UBS, Virtue Financial that are making markets. So basically your orders can get executed all over the place. If you went back to 20 years ago, 90% of orders at, uh, of the New York, New York stock exchange listed stocks were executed on the New York stock exchange. Now that number is around 14 or 15%. So it's significantly less as the market has fragmented substantially in the last 20 years. Do I do some more earnings? Well, let's, we haven't done any earnings. <laughs> well, let's, let's do some <laughs> earnings. Let's start with Pinterest here. Uh, Dennis, maybe you know this because uh, I've been trying to figure out all morning uh, why Pinterest, why they reacted as so well to Pinterest and not uh, to Snap or Peloton. So Pinterest had a great report yesterday. It's run up into the number. It doesn't matter. 43 cent EPS versus a 32 cent estimate. Sales of 705 million versus a 645 esti- million estimate. So it beat on the top and the bottom line global monthly. Snap with that too. Okay, global monthly active users up 37% year over year. So 
Great numbers for Pinterest. I'll just give you the snap numbers while I'm at it. We'll yeah. both yeah. at the same time. Snap, same story. It's a beat and a beat. The EPS was $0.09 cents versus $0.07. Cents. Sales, $9.11 million versus $8.57 million. They also gave some Q1 um, uh, sales guidance that was above the estimates in the mid $700 million range. Estimate was closer to $700 million. Um, so the same story, beat and a beat for Snapchat, beat and a beat for Pinterest. Uh, they like Pinterest. They don't like Snapchat. I'm going to tell you, and you know, people are going to yell at me and say this isn't right, but this you see this all the time, where when you get Pinterest, you got Pinterest, Twitter, Snapchat, they all kind of, you know, they, they're, they're all social media platforms. And they all... What's that? To an extent, yeah. To yeah. an extent, and they all somewhat trade together. I pair trade these things all the time. See, Pinterest rip, and usually Twitter will rip on it too. Um, Twitter doesn't know what to do because you got one going up, one going down. But when you see two report on the same day, um, and this applies to all pairs, like pairs, like because Pinterest and Snapchat, there's pairs traders that are pairing these out there. More often than not, when the first one reports and they blow it away, it immediately raises the bar for the other one. And Pinterest reported first. And I thought it too. I was like, oh man, Pinterest is blowing it away. I bet you they hit Snapchat. And sure enough, they come in and they just slam Snapchat down because they never rally them both. They always seem to rally the one. And then, you know, if it's if it's the same day or, or even within a, within a day, because that bar is now raised and they look at Snapchat, they're like, oh, that wasn't even close to as good as the Pinterest report. Let's hit that. That's the market mentality. So even though Snapchat beats on their numbers, they're like, well, that wasn't nearly as good as Pinterest. So they just naturally sell it. So that's why you see one go one direction, one go the other direction. Twitter sits there in the middle. I don't know what to do because it uses both of those as an indicator. Like I said, one is up, one is down. So Twitter is actually flat right now. But that's your answer. Um, if you are a company you know, that's going to blow it away, you want to report first. Um, if you're going to beat, you want to report first. If you're going to miss, you want to report second. Why that is? If you're going to miss, because if the you know the first company misses, then let's say the scenario is different and Pinterest missed and Snapchat beat. They're like, oh, Snapchat way better than Pinterest, and they buy Snapchat and they hit Pinterest. So that's this market's mentality. It's so simplistic. Right, so maybe here's so simplistic. One, so... I mean, Dennis, it's simplistic to you because you you know have been experienced this in education. But just real quickly on pins. I don't know if you're going to get see that 88 print again. I mean, you very well could. How many times do you see that reaction, that initial gut reaction? And that it's I, this is a 15 minute chart, but I bet you this. I bet you this happened within two or three minutes. You spiked down to 75.80. I don't think we're going to see that. Then you spiked up to 88.38, and then when you came back up to 88 again, it stopped, and now you're three bucks off it. So I think. Now that you've been up there once and maybe a couple people are caught long, I think it's going to be a little thicker. So I, 88 would be a great target in this one. Uh, if the longer it takes to get over 88, I think you might get a little bit of a fade here because a lot of people sitting on profits here uh, for what? This is three, six, seven day rally. So that's what I'm looking at technically. And so Snap is getting hit, huh? Well, so yeah. I, actually, I want to get some commentary on Pinterest too, because I will take the opposite side of Joel. Okay, here. let's do it. I, I think Pinterest is going to see a hundred dollars, not today, obviously, but I stocks that go from seventy to eight, eighty-five to eighty-eight, and pull back a little bit, eighty-five. I think eventually it sees a hundred bucks. So I think you're going to see buyers on pullbacks. I do not think this is going to give it back for a number of reasons. One, we've been trading four hours last night, another four hours here this morning, and we are not really giving much back. Yeah, we're down 2 or $3 from the highs, and maybe that was an initial overshoot. 
but I think this uh, holds on to the gains. I don't think this is going to be one that just turns around and gives it all back. It's a, it's a darling. It's liked by the market. It's making new all-time highs. It's $85 and $85. And when stock goes 75 to 85 they tend to go to 100 So I think eventually Pinterest sees 100 I'd be a buyer of pullbacks on Pinterest for a trade. I know the valuation stretch, but nobody gives a crap about valuation. Right. So you just got to trade what's in front of you. It's holding up well. I think Pinterest, uh, I think Pinterest uh, holds up today. All right. Well, 88 is a potential target. 88.38 was your pre-market high. And then the next number after that is 100. My target's 100 bucks. Okay. Oh, the, the one thing I want to add on on the Snapchat, actually, and, and props to, oh, I forgot who brought it up now in the chat, but I'm, I'm going to find who you are and give you props. I, I There was a comment Ooh. that I brought, I brought up on the screen. Um, Snapchat and Unity, ticker you, both sort of pointed to Apple in their, in their calls yesterday They because the Apple store is making changes to its privacy settings, and they both said that that could make it harder for them to to optimize the advertising. Uh, so they both specifically, and they and Facebook has said the same thing, right? So they're all sort of pointing the finger at Apple a little bit, saying we don't really know how this change to the Apple store uh, or Apple privacy, privacy settings, is how that's going to impact our advertising business, but we think it might. So that could be acting because Unity is down this morning too, right? Ticker you. Yeah. Well, and it had earnings too, though, right? Right. Right. Exactly. So, so let's, let's give the we might as well give the U. Yeah. Sure. I mean, it was it was a similar story. They beat NAB. They still lost ten cents per share, but yeah. they were estimated to lose fourteen cents a share. Sales two twenty million versus two hundred four million. They gave um, guidance that was in line uh, for the quarter sales yeah. guidance and sales guidance for the year that was in line. Okay, real quick though, I'm looking at this pins chart here, and That's, this is uh, consolid or snap consolidation yeah. station here. Look at this, the bulls and the bears just squared it off here at 54 and a quarter. So you got you get stuck market. Where are we looking? Uh, what was yesterday's low in this one? Yesterday's low is 58.31 hmm. on a rally. That's going to be your resistance. We're through yesterday's low. Your next daily low, if this buyer at 54, you know, is finally taken out, uh, your next daily low comes in at 52.90. But look how quiet that is. That's pretty unusual for, uh, you know, stock that just made an all-time high a couple days ago and gave an earnings report. And uh, you were I just think talking. 49 to 50, you got huge support down there. You're okay. kind of, if you want to do the 50 no man's land. you're in there, the 50%. But I think if you get down to 49 to 50, there's buyers down there because that was major support. 54, you're kind of in the middle of nowhere. Definitely. And then Unity, letter U, how is that changing? It's way down. And I'm going to tell you, this is like reminds me of Fastly, AYX. I mean, when the stocks have a little pullback, it's okay. When they have a big pullback, it's not. And the reason for that is you got a lot of traders that are caught now. They're spooked. It takes a while to try to like, you know, shake that and try to get new stronger hands again. You got people dumping. So I, I, I'm not buying the pullback on day one on a U. I'd be more inclined to buy the pullback on a Snapchat, although I'm not because I said I'd like to get down to 50. But on you, it reminds me too much of AYX um, when AYX reported. And we go back to last year. They've done it a couple times. You can see some gap downs on the chart. But we go back into the summertime. AYX reported went from 180 to 117. It stayed down for the better part of two or three months before it came back. Fastly did the same thing, reported it. It actually leaked for another month and a half before it eventually came back. So it seems like eventually these come back. But if you're buying them on day one trying to catch the falling knife, 
you usually can get them at a cheaper price when they have significant sell-offs. So I think you wait till the dust settles. Maybe you start to find some support at a new level. Maybe that's going to be 120. You know, we, it's hard to guess it right now. And then start to round, stop going down, start to show some life, start to perk up a bit. That's where you strike. Just randomly coming in and buying the dip when it's down 20 points. It's tough. Tough to do. Yeah, you do. You got a pre-market low of 125. What's the bad news is it took out a pair of monthly lows at 135. So that's going to be your resistance. That's five bucks away. Uh, your next monthly low comes in at 93.37. So you, and just the way this chart looks, so going back on the dailies, it looks like it will, it will, you know, it will give you a shot at a like. People thought 149, 148 and a half was a good level over the last couple of days. So at least wait for like a double bottom or two lows within a, you know, uh, within a buck or a buck or a half, something like that uh, before you, you know, before you jump in, have something to lean on. But as I said, 93, that's a long ways away. That was your November low, 9337. All right, let's, let's, let's do uh, Peloton here. And then while yep. you guys discuss that, yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna read as much as I can of uh, Clover Health just issued their response. Oh, but um, I didn't yeah. get a chance to look at it yet. So let's do Peloton first. Yep. Pretty much same story, great quarter. The only negatives that I could really find from their from their, their report um, are they pointed to higher shipping costs and they literally cannot keep up with demand, which to me seems like a good thing, but. I guess it's not. Uh, anyway, their earnings beat and they raised their guidance. Everything they said was was amazing as far as the numbers go. The EPS, 18 cents per share versus a nine-cent estimate. Sales, 1.06 versus $1.03 billion. They raised their sales guidance for this year. Um, they raised it to going to be just around $4 billion. Check out these numbers year, uh, year over year. Connected fitness subscriptions grew 134%. Paid digital subscriptions grew 472%. Total members grew to over 4.4 million. But again, they they said they can't keep up with the demand. So, The ultimate lockdown stock. And one thing is, if we are coming out of the lockdown, eventually there will be some selling pressure in the stock. I don't know. Like, obviously, we don't know. Hopefully, the vaccines, hopefully, we're all going to go back to normal. When we get back to normal, there's still going to be some people who love their Pelotons, and it's still going to be that flow through, but there's going to be some people who go back to the gym. There's going to be less demand for those products. So the question is, is this like a FedEx? Is this as good as it gets? I've been saying that for a while. I thought it was as good as it gets, but I mean, the stock keeps coming back. So Zoom, on the other hand, you know, has so much competition where Peloton doesn't have, you know, in that direct space you know it's peloton you know talking the bike you know like that that's you know they're, they're, you know yes there's nls there's a few other home gym systems and stuff but they don't have that big competition like zoom has right now which makes it more attractive to me if i'm just looking zoom versus peloton peloton's more attractive but again both of these stocks are lockdown stocks and we're hoping in the back half of 2021 we're getting past you know covid to a certain extent and I think that hit puts pressure on Peloton, so I'm not a buyer of the dip. I, I had uh, I had a bad feeling about this report, and um, just because a lot of the talk? things, no, 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 uh, you weren't allowed to discussed it, and uh, I said, you know, because it was up, you know, we had a nice day yesterday, so the street was leaning the wrong way into the report, so that's going to put additional selling pressure on it. Uh, 
we got a level in mind and we're going to keep an eye on it. And when it gets back to that level, we're going to reconvene and discuss it. <laughs> you put your business plan together. Yes. Put my business plan together. Uh, right now, 140 <laughs> looks big. And that, that was only time. one low in that area. Mm -hmm. And it could very well take that out. So street leading the wrong way into the report. Um, same things that, you know, you said, Dennis, as far as being a lockdown, um, I mean, the thing is, is that when people sign up, so they sign up and they have it, they're going to keep their subscription, but can they keep the growth up is the other thing. So still long, still strong, just a little bit, a little bit nervous here. Looking at 140 on the upside here. If you want to like get into yesterday's range, you got to get above 148. So keep an eye on that. Any yesterday's low 148, and wow, I don't think we're going to see that close at 157.53. All right, I'm just I just skimmed the uh, the Clover Health response. Hey Dennis, just... two minutes, two minutes, go wide. Oh, good point, Joel. Thanks very go much. Go wide, Dennis. Uh, I'm not even scared. <laughs> no. Some of these, do you think this one's going to move it? These jobs number, they find the silver lining. So you're not even going to get off. Okay. Oh, uh, no, I'm, I'm not. I don't have much out there right now, to be honest with you. So I'll okay. make sure, I'll make sure I'm, I don't get picked off too bad. Um, so, uh, they find <laughs> the silver lining, though. So, okay, we know these jobs. But so if the numbers are strong, jobs looking good, they're like, okay, we're on the road to recovery. If the numbers are weak, they're like, well, we're going to get more stimulus. So the silver lining, it's like heads the market wins, tails the market wins. I mean, on a pullback here, I just think it's another buying opportunity. It's hard. I got bearish there with the GameStop thing a week and a half ago, and look where it got me. I sold some stocks and it was a mistake. So it's hard to ever be bearish, even okay. on the jobs number. But by, by the do you, do you want to know what those numbers are expected to be? Yes, we do. All right. Non-farm payrolls, we are expecting uh, – for the U.S. economy to have uh, gained 105,000 new jobs in January. Recall back in December, they had lost 140,000 jobs. So we're looking for pretty much a, a reversal from September on that front. Unemployment rate is expected to hold steady uh, from December's number at 6.7%. So those are the headlines here. 105,000 job gains uh, and 6.7%. Unemployment. It is now eight thirty. Where is our number? Here we go. Here we go. Here oh. we go. Pre oh, something they didn't like. We went in there. wide. We're forty cents wide right now. And I'm they're hitting tickets. it. Yeah, they're hit at a point. Yeah, interesting. Points. Oh, we're coming back. Okay. <laughs> I didn't go. That was ten I was seconds. Not, I did not think we we're gonna have much response. Maybe you know. All right. So we we only gained forty nine thousand jobs versus a hundred five thousand estimate. Uh, so I guess that you can call that a slightly weaker uh, number than expected. Uh, unemployment rate uh, six point three percent. So unemployment rate is getting lower. That's good. Six point three percent versus six point seven percent estimate. That's good. Did not gain gain as many jobs, uh, but we will see what that number gets adjusted uh, to in the coming weeks because that number gets adjusted constantly. Silver um, lining market, though, if where numbers are weaker, we just go up anyways because ah, oh, that means we're more stimulus. More stimulus, right? Right. I mean, can't, interest rates can't go that much lower. Uh, but there you go. You negative. Just, yeah, you had. <laughs> and I'll, I'll add one more thing here. This is interesting. Private payrolls for January uh, six thousand. 6,000 private payroll jobs added last month versus a 50,000 estimate. So that, that's that's a lot lighter than expected. 
Interesting. Uh, puts a little bit more significance on that pre-market high, 86 and a quarter. So that's, I mean, it's just one number from one pre-market session, but certainly want to keep an eye on that. Uh, on the downside here, I do see we got to 76 and a half. I don't think that's any danger real Robinson yet. What I'm going to look for to see if they're really going to sell this report is, uh, if, if we take out, um, 3873, that's my bogey on the downside. As long as we stay above 3873, I think we go back and test that pre-market high. We take out 3873. Maybe we take a shot at that pre-market low, but so far, what about we, what about hey, if we go the other way and they just decide to relentlessly buy? There's nothing there. Exactly. Thirty. So, why not pick a nice round number? I mean, like we're at all-time 30, highs again. Thirty-nine hundred, right? We're, we're at all-time highs here again. Yeah. So I mean, you know, what do I say on a stock when a stock's making new all-time highs? You absolutely don't want to be short. So you're looking here's the SPY making new all-time highs, made up of 500 stocks. Why do I want to be short? There's no reason at all to be short this market right now. GameStop's cooled off significantly. It's 58 bucks. I know it's rallying a little bit, and people are saying, oh, GameStop's up this morning. Because it's back online. Our GameStop indicator is kind of, you know, now over. That was a fun trade for, and we talked about on the the show a week ago. That was a fun trade. Did you see Ryan Dietrich got the stats to back up my indicator, too? No, I did not. What did Ryan have to say? Yeah, you should go grab it and show it. Uh, Show Ryan Dietrich's tweet there. Um, All right. You just got to grab it from last night, but he showed the stats, and it's exactly what I we've been talking about this on the week that GameStop was negatively correlated with the overall market. And he showed the last seven days of trading, and it's perfect. GameStop up, market down. GameStop down, market up. Now the problem is GameStop's fifty-seven dollars, and people aren't spooked anymore. We don't think hedge funds are getting blown out, so that GameStop indicator officially gets buried. I think <laughs> unless GameStop starts ripping up to a hundred dollars again, then the market will start to get spooked about it again. But as long as it stays under, let's say, 65 70 bucks, the market doesn't care anymore. Yeah, so the thing is, week. though, too, Dennis, and we talk about this a lot. I mean, there, there's some people, oh, if it gets back to 90 you know, I'm going to I'm gonna go out there at 89 Because if it gets up to 90 I want to get out. And that's, you know, there's just a lot of people stuck. And overhead supply. Now, the last time, it was just all... You know, it was all blanks and giggles. So we'll see what happens. Um, the, the tell was off that Amazon. They cut the Amazon exec, and the stock went from 90 to 115 and closed red that day. It was just so much overhead supply. There's so many people buried in this thing. You kind of knew where it was going to settle eventually. You feel bad for the people who don't listen to pre-market prep. But obviously, you know, we <laughs> knew eventually, you know, this was going to end ugly. We didn't know the path, though. And that's why I was like, I can't short it. I'm absolutely not buying it. But you couldn't short it either. I mean, even if you could get a borrow, you didn't know. It could have went to four, five, six, seven hundred, eight hundred. You didn't know when this party was going to end. Yeah, I did. I knew exactly when well, the Joel party was. Well, Joel actually did because Joel sold yeah. the top. I, I didn't Joel sell the top. The high, pretty much. You did. I, you almost, almost No, did. no. I missed it because the high was 483. I missed it. I missed it by over $100. You did, you did better than the majority of people. Because I sold right on the close. On January twenty seventh, at three forty seven fifty one. This, this, the, the rest of the position. The, the other part, I sold much lower, much uh, lower. I got a question from EK. Where do you think GME price would have been last week if they didn't put the restrictions? I'm going to put an end to this. You know, I've, I've said it multiple times on the show. This fire was lit by retail. This fire, they, they weren't continuing to throw the logs on it because we had stats. EK with some great stats from Citadel last week 
showing before the restrictions were put in that actually GME retail was a net seller of GME before the restrictions were put in. So well, good for retail. Continuing to drive, but just yeah, but there there was a, a slight net seller. But there was this there's this myth out there that everybody thinks this was driven by retail. It started from retail. It started from WSB, but it was driven by other hedge funds. It was driven by big money. There was oh, they were going after each other. Yeah, it was. There was totally because those Citadel stats backed that right up. We suspected it, and then we got the stats from Citadel. And um, obviously, we looked at that, and you could just see. Well, if retail's a net seller, they're not driving the price from forty dollars or from you know. I think they drove from forty to sixty, but I think hedge funds took over that. And then you saw, you know, the thing just went to the four hundred. So th- this, you know, myth that oh, it would have been a thousand dollars, they wouldn't have put the restrictions. I, even though there's a lot of accounts and they can move price to a certain extent, and they can, and they do. Um, this was driven primarily by big money. Big money was driving this price higher too. They knew the squeeze was on. They were squeezing other hedge funds. The exactly. shark were eating the other sharks. And so I think it had almost no effect on the price of GameStop. I do not believe GameStop would have been 500, 700, 800 if we wouldn't have put those restrictions on. I do not believe that. So, um, And for me, I said, I gave an example that if someone was hoping it got back up to 90, I don't think, I have no idea if it's ever going to 90 or it's ever going to 10. It's going to eventually get just going to get a calm down. It's going to calm down for a while. I'm just referring to the overhead supply. I mean, yesterday's high, what was that? 91.50. I mean, that's 40 bucks away. Oh, there's that's so a long, much, so oh, there's so much supply. Holes. So many bag holders in this now. How I, I don't see a path for it to come back to 80, 100, 150, 200. Again, I didn't see the path originally, but there wasn't days and days of bag holders here now. And people who, you know, obviously have a whole bunch of, you know, and the people who made the money, you know, they're, they're out. I mean, there's some people that actually made a lot of money on this, but you feel bad for the people who bought it late, but at the same time, you got to know what you're buying and you can't just be buying something saying, oh, it's going to squeeze to a thousand. I'm going to buy it. I'm going to get rich on this thing because eventually that party ends. Sell your peanuts while the circus is. I got a good, quick, quick, good story for you. Quick, good story. A buddy of mine uh, is an active trader and he had a plumbing problem and he had to have someone come in the house to fix something. (laughs) Okay. And you weren't around Dennis, you weren't available. Right. (laughs) And, uh, the, uh, the, the plumber sees the trading setup and said, Oh, uh, and I don't know what, I think it was on uh, Tuesday. And he goes, uh, Jay, what about that GameStop? And, uh, my buddies, the trader said, um, it's not doing too well today. And then he's like, "What do you mean? It, you know, it was two twenty-five yesterday." He goes, "Oh, it's uh, it's under a hundred. And he said the blood came out of the guy's face. He didn't say what kind of position he had or anything, but he just like he just totally was. So it was the plumber cell signal or something like that. I don't know, but there's, there's so th- many people who, and here it goes to, you know, just to the lessons that can be learned from GameStop. You write a book on the lessons learned from this, but you've got to have discipline to know where you're out is. If you're in it for a short squeeze, that's fine. You can be in stocks for a short squeeze, but when you're in these things and that starts turning the other way, 
you got to get out when it starts moving against you because there's so many people in the general population and newer traders as well that bought it at 300 and they're like, it's 290. It was like, well, it'll come back to 300. I can't sell it at 290. I don't want to lose 10 bucks. And then it's 250 and then it's 200 and then it's 150 and then it's 100. And they don't know what to do. And they're like, well, I'm down too much money now, so I'm just going to hold it forever. And they end up, you know, selling this thing years and years later as a tax write off at four bucks. So, I mean, this is. You know, the story of discipline, this is the difference between a seasoned trader and a, and, a, and a rookie trader is I don't look at how much money I can make on a trade. I look at how much how money much I can, can lose. lose. That's why I, I couldn't control the risk. That's why I didn't even make I I think I traded GameStop once through the whole thing as a short term little day trade. I think I traded like once through this whole thing. And I've watched it nonstop. It's been on my screen the whole time using indicator, it as, an indicator. Indicator. as an indicator for the overall market, which we just showed the Ryan Dietrich stats, which worked really well. But, I mean, if you're thinking this is the stock, this is how you get rich, is buying these high flyers. This is how you get poor for the majority of the population. So, you know, I'm sorry to rain on the parade here for a lot of people who are maybe stuck holding GameStop, but I do not believe this will ever go back there. Um, You know, again, I could be wrong. Maybe it will get squeezed again, but it's hard to do it twice. It's hard to do it again. Who's, you know, who are the shorts that are getting burned on at this time? You know, like it, it, people have learned, you know, like there's, there's a lot of lessons here and then there's no fundamental basis for it. I mean, Jim Cramer said it best when the stock was 185. He said, I've done you know, my homework every which way and I can't see a valuation above 60 for this thing. And he's like, I'm the high guy on the street. So, you know, now it's here at $57. So props to Jim Cramer. We call him out sometimes, but it was a good call there. Um, you know, it wasn't a hard call to make because nobody could see the value at that price. But it's hard to see a scenario where this can possibly come back. I cannot envision any scenario where this is ever getting back above. Like you know what? You know what it's, I think too is interesting is that um, 0.72 and Citadel took over, you know, they put that money in and they maybe assumed the position, right? So, you know, so they no, went down. I, I don't think that's, you I don't agree. think they assumed I, the no, position? No, I don't no, know. That's so no. bad speculation. I, I think okay. not at all. I think they gave their buddy some money, helped them out a bit. I think he covered. I know he lost some money. We know they lost some money. Right. He was down, they like, it. We knew it's not. They, like they were saying, you know, it was yeah. down like they got, they got smoked. They got smoked. They got smoked. They got smoked. Strike that. Got, Strike that from the record. He got smoked. But everybody thinks Citadel lost through all this thing. Did you see the volume in GameStop? Those spreads? <laughs> yep. They're sitting there, you know, and they were buying and selling from all those retail orders. They were just killing it. Bang, bang, bang. I mean, that's how they make the money. People want to know, oh, how do they make money? You know, and then and people say selling the data. They don't, they make some money, you know, or putting the data in, you know, and they're putting the picture together. But the way that they really make the money is on the spread. Yeah. The order the flow. So, so when you have, just to understand, you know, when you, 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 and payment for order flow is the mechanism for them to get the orders. But once they have the orders, they're making the money on the orders. They're buying these orders because they can sell on the offer and buy on the bid without having to go through the exchange and wait in the queue. It's basically queue jumping is what it is. It's jumping the lit queue. So you've got a stock, you know, like GameStop that's sitting with a three-point wide spread. Well, you throw your offer out there, and then there's a high-frequency trader that jumps that offer and jumps that offer, and you're trying to like, how to get up. Well, they have a buyer come in. They just sell at the offer, and they buy at the bid, and they just take the other side. They sell at the offer, boom, buy boom. the bid. Sell at the offer, buy the bid. A trillion times long. a day. So perf- yeah, and it's so perfect when you've got that many orders coming in like this. They're just sitting here collecting You don't have to do anything. You don't have to do anything. spreads the whole time. That's the advantage of having order flow. And, and that's why they pay for that order flow. They buy the order flow to make the spread so that they don't have to put their orders out there. They don't even have risk of getting picked off because they're not even out there in the market. So is it fair? I've said it for years. It's not fair. 
but that's the way you know they, they they've justified it by saying we got free commissions so this is why we have free commissions you know we when you know we're giving you the execution so what are you complaining about but they don't consider the limit orders that are on the exchange that can't get filled because they're sitting here queue jumping them all day so that's really how it happens uh people are asking about gme not doing an offering i just don't think they could you know i think that that you know i it just would have looked bad right if the stock and i don't know if they would have tried to do an offering it was at 300 you know they're they're thinking where am i going to get this done you know where am i gonna he did it though no, I mean, yeah, no, no, they did. did. That was a convertible, like it was a convertible, Dennis. Yeah, yeah, that, that was a, an offer. Yeah, but it wasn't like it wasn't already out there. They like, all should have raised. I mean, yeah. I, I think it's mismanagement that they all didn't do an offering there because you could have got yourself, you know, now you're at 57 bucks. Uh, I, and, and did you look at the KOSS? I was we, about to go there, Dennis. I was there. I was about to go there. Uh, yeah, not only did GameStop not do an offering. But you didn't really see any insider sales, and that that the same cannot be said on KOSS. Oh, a, look at that! There was a lot of insider sales. They were like, "Holy payday here, finally!" And this my crappy two dollars stock, I'm selling at forty. Yeah. Yep. Oh my lord, I did not see that. Wayne Dugan wrote an article on it yet and published it last night on Benzinga. Great research there, Wayne, just looking through it and so on, showing how many insiders got the hell out. There was a lot of insider selling there. It's the tunes of millions and millions of dollars selling so on KOSS. It looks like the 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 costs, uh, the insiders and cost family sold more than forty four million dollars worth oh, of stock. The family, the, the founders, right, like right, cost. the family. Yeah, and there's nothing nefarious about that. You know, like they they got they took a, advantage of, they, a, of a market inefficiency. They, they took got advantage a gift, of market stupidity. The, right, they got a gift, a total gift. And so yeah. what, what? What are you supposed to do? Not yeah. Take, what do you? Not, yeah, I don't. I have agree, no though. problem with that. Yeah. What about Mariel Siebert? I have Look absolutely at, no problem with it either. Why are you obsessed with her? <laughs> I don't know, because remember, she used to do the commercials. I don't know why you're She was like the her. first lady on Walmart. Mariel Siebert? <laughs> no. Do you? No, Mariel Siebert, Dan Dorfman, back well, in the Dorfman, good old days. Yeah, we were talking, me and Chris Nagy were talking Dorfman last night on Twitter. There, the Really? Trade. The Dorfman trade. That's before my time, but I, I know about oh, that. that, that, that was that's like just 80s and 90s, wasn't it? Early uh, it, yeah, it's when I was with Oldie. I've told this story a thousand times, and people, you know, we had they had free trading back then, yeah. and you could tell the guys that had the Bloomberg man because you'd be sitting there and you get an order buy five thousand, buy five thousand, buy, and you're like, wow, what's going on with this stock? And then they'll be like, it's Dorfman. They turn the TV up, and then there was this. I used to call it an internet fish company. Um, and this is back before the end. It was uh, Diana Shipping or something like that. Oh, yeah. And it was Dorfman came out. I don't even know if it's still around, but I yeah. got I got plowed. I got absolutely plowed in that because it just you know I just didn't think about you know, run over oh, by the Dorfman train. I you you know, run oh, over by the Dorfman train. I did, and then you just you know when you're short yeah. of stock and yeah. you're getting nothing but buyers. Yeah. You'd send it to the street. You're just like working. You're, you're just like, okay, ah, boom, ah, boom. Stick another knife in your heart. But yeah, Dorfman, it's nothing new. Dorfman, you know, he's looking down on that GameStop thing and he's like saying, what's new? What's news? This is, this is old news. But uh, 
DSX is Diana. I don't know if that's the same company, though. But uh, anyways, let's just quick check under the, the hood here. Trade. Chris Nagy reached out. He's like, the Dorfman trade. Because we were talking about these crazy moves off CNBC. And he's like, the Dorfman trade. It's like, <laughs> before my time. But I knew it wasn't before Joel. Nothing's before Joel's time. So Joel. Yes, Joel, nothing. Right over. Gosh, Joel man, that you know that 1929 crash. Gosh, that was <laughs> that was a tough day for that you. That was a buy the dip, though. That <laughs> was a buy the dip. <laughs> Joel sitting there on the floor and he's like, "Come to Papa." <laughs> All right. Uh, SP's hanging in here. Uh, up 17 handles, so by the dip looked so that uh, I believe we'd even come near that 76 fit uh, that that midway range on the session in 73, 76.50 I think was the low of that little dip. So all poised set to take out that pre market high 86 and a quarter. I don't want to talk clover. Yeah, so let's look at Clover for a second here. We got a bit of a back and forth going on because Clover issued their response to the Hindenburg report this morning. Hindenburg has since responded to the response, saying they're they're preparing a response of their own. But at the very least, they're glad to see that there's a little bit more transparency about what the company knew and when. So as far as what Clover actually said, they said, uh, you know, one of the big cruxes of, of the short report was, hey, there are all these DOJ investigations uh, against Clover. Uh, that that Shamath or that that were not disclosed, right? That no one disclosed, and and Clover responded saying, "Yes, we knew about these things, uh, but we also went through the IPO process, and 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 we we didn't believe that any of these DOJ investigations were materially important." Well, how could that be? I'll just read from the Clover's response right now. As a heavily regulated industries, uh, or as regularly heavily. Wow. Let's start again. As, slow down, Spencer. Slow down. As, as heavily regulated organizations participating in Medicare Advantage, Clover and its peers receive frequent requests for information from regulatory bodies. These are typically confidential. We promptly respond to these requests as and when they come in. As the short selling firm points out, the DOJ also often reaches out to ex-employees, including by civil investigative demands as part of their information gathering process. So for absolute clarity, they received these uh, notices from the DOJ. They responded, but they did not believe because of the nature of uh, the uh, the insurance industry uh, that they were necessarily material for investors. They believe these are rather routine. Uh, so we'll see what Hindenburg says, but that's, that's the crux of... Uh, of the response there, because that was the, really the crux of the of the report was look at all these DOJ investigations and well they, that guy's a really smart guy right oh, I can't I can't even uh <laughs> pronounce his name Spencer Chamath Palapatia yeah so I mean he did his homework I you know short it's funny though the short sellers come in issue a report they bash it and then they come out and respond that it doesn't you know it doesn't go back up as much. I'm not it. I don't have any position. Not look at 1186 yesterday's low. Call it. Let's just call 12 bucks. I mean, if you if you're looking to, if you think this is okay, this is a buy the dip opportunity. Let's hold that 1186. Get above 13. Go fill the gap. Oh, and then and then one more thing. Uh, is Clover aware of any other regulatory investigations? If so, what are the details? Uh, no, they are unaware. The exception to that is uh, an SEC investigation, which Clover says we believe was the direct result of the short report from yesterday. So there was no investigation prior to yesterday. Um, that's that. I, I, I like Joel's analysis. So let's move on. Um, uh, I, I don't know what to say on Clover. I don't follow the company close enough. I had it when it was a SPAC. I sold it before it converted, as I, I think it was IPOC. So many of these SPACs. We've been how you, how's, that, how's that SPAC portfolio doing? 
It's pretty good. I got two uh, that were rumored here overnight here. Um, FM, FMAC, I think. Uh, I, I have so many of these. Does I, I, You know, I've been buying them at between 10 and 11, the ones, because I think, you know, like. They get it's the a pop. The, yeah, well, you're, you're trying to get the ones that are going to, you know, have a deal eventually. So I'm picking the management teams that I like as well. So, you know, I, and I, I think overall it's been doing really well. So yeah. some of them sit here and they don't do much until they get rumors of a deal or they actually get a deal. But that FMAC got rumors yesterday and it blasted off at the close. There's a bad tick on the close. You see that 1444, but it really didn't trade up there. Um, it's just, a clo- huh. I don't know if it's closing print or what it was. Uh, but, you know, $13 is really, you can see the move know. up there. It's twelve fifty, So it looks like it's down two bucks at this point, but it really wasn't up there. So, no, it's been doing well. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, where's Jason Raznick? I do not know. Like, he where, has where an invitation. We don't know where he is. He's in the chat. He's been in the chat all morning. He's in the chat, but he's not there now. Maybe he's driving. I don't know. It's snowed overnight, so maybe he's trying to get in. I'm not quite oh, sure. Oh, yeah. That was a decent amount of snow we got here, huh? We did. did yeah. Was it hard getting downtown for you, Spence? No. I, I Dennis, I mean, how Joel, much snow? How much, no, I, I know. Dennis, how much snow did you get? We didn't actually didn't get that much up here. We've had a lot of snow though. Like I'm in the snow belt up here. Georgia, I know, Maine. I know. That, that's why I, I got I, two feet on the ground. I've had two feet on the ground the whole time. It doesn't melt because we don't go above freezing. Yeah. I got the skating rink out on the bay right now. It's kind of fun. Oh great! Although I'm trying to learn, like you know, I never made a skating rink before because I'm never up here in the winter. But like I said, I sold my uh, my my other house. So right now I've just got the cottage because we're building another house. So I'm like staying here, and it's like been a little bit of a tough winter because I'm like throwing wood stove logs and <laughs> i went oh full woodsman up here so but you know doing the skating rink is interesting so i just uh i had it smooth the one day and then a big crack came through because it's on the bay and then i was like okay well i'll raise up the water and then i haven't been able to get it that smooth since you can skate on wait it, wait but... wait you are responsible for ma- for the maintenance of this rink it's my own rink you said it's on the lake you have an own you have your own private lake no, in front of me on the bay. I, I have property on the bay. Okay, so the so it's a bay. So it's not just you. It's not your own bay, right? Is it? I just built a rink in front of yeah, my house. Yeah, it's Dennis Bay. Dennis I just bay. built a rink in front of my house. You're allowed oh. to build rinks in front of the bay. All right, front. okay. So that's okay. why you buy waterfront property, so you can use the water in front of you. For, <laughs> so yeah, for I, have a, I literally have – I'll take a picture of it. For hockey. For hockey. Okay. Yeah, um, my, kid, well, my kid can't be – we're in lockdown. My, i got to keep my boy skating. So you know, he's like, <laughs> this is important in Canada. You know, so anyways, i got to keep him out there. I had full hockey gear and doing drills yesterday out there. Yeah. So I'm a coach, and I'm the only one because there's right. no team. All righty. We're trying um, to make him the next Connor McDavid. Uh, David McConnor. They're they're asking about Ford. Uh, they had Ford earnings, bacon. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Earnings yesterday. Don't believe the EPS number was particularly comparable. Sales much more comparable. Thirty six billion versus thirty three point eight billion. Um, I think their forward looking statements were a little bit downbeat. They talked a little bit about uh, um, not uh, headwinds uh, on on production. But let's look at the chart. Uh, knocking on the door, twelve bucks. You had that uh, that uh, twelve twelve high, I believe, when uh, twelve fifteen high when I think it was Deutsche Bank uh, putting it out for a day trade or something. So there it is. That's all you have. Strong in the pre market, little dipping and diving, but strong. Not sure what what much paper is going to be there at twelve this time, second time around. Uh, but close over twelve would definitely be good uh, for Ford and uh, GM. I got hit on a Motley Fool article uh, a couple days ago and just did this article reversal of a bullish trend or a much needed pullback. I just didn't put that in there. Long shares of GM never did 
pull the trigger on the Ford. Holy, is this Ford? I'm long Ford. Holy, is this Me too. Book, is this book lettered, Joel? And I mean absolutely. What's the imbalance? Got to be a big buy imbalance. Start chewing through the stock. 835,000 shares. So that's something to get it started. But just looking here, we got 12. I got, man, that's such a big number. I got to add a couple of zeros. <laughs> that. That's 1.7 mil to go at 12. That's significant. And then that's you got another 111. 111,000, 1190, you got another 210,000, you got another 150,000, 1180, you got another 100,000, 1175. So it gets tough sledding above 1175. It's thick. It's got to chew through all that stuff at 12. But even if you get through 12, you got institutionals just selling everywhere. 1210, 200,000 shares. 1215, 320,000 shares for sale. 1220, another 100,000 shares. 1225, <laughs> 315,000 shares. There's millions of shares up 40 cents from here. So if I was a trader, I'm long forward in the long-term investment portfolio. But as a trade, it looks pretty tough. Tough, here. tough. Yeah, I wouldn't be buying it up here. Also, also watch for the old take out the point trick, and then you know, and then yeah, the guys yeah. like I, I'm not putting my order out there at 12. But if they get to 12.10, I'm going to say sell me 742,000 shares down to 12. And then they come in and go, take it down to 12. So those are, and those are people that are not on the book. They're not showing their hand. And then you have the, the also the HFTs or whatever. They're going to try and step ahead of those orders. But let's see. I mean, you know, it's open. It's a long day. It trades a lot of volume. Head start. Detroit, Michigan, or Dearborn, Michigan company. So, hey, let's go. Let's All right, go. We've, we've got Jason Rasnick here. And before I bring him on, I just want to say we have thousands of viewers, but only hundreds of likes. That is not oh, acceptable. Good. Not acceptable. So hit that like button and get us to a much more even like to viewer ratio. Jason, I think we have you on audio only. Where are you right now? Yes, you have me on audio only. I am calling you from Mars. I'm up in Mars. Call you from Mars. I, I took the first mission um, up to Mars with what's my what? I mean, we had to go on a trip with what these stocks are doing, like Upwork and GAN and all this stuff. I decided to celebrate and go to Mars for a little bit. So the video reception <laughs> is not that good. But I do have one request from Joe Elkanen. He just made a sound noise when he said it goes boom or something. goes zoom. Can you make that sound noise again, Joel? It was awesome. Just now. So, I don't. I don't remember what it is. What? Oh my god! It was amazing. It was like it was spontaneously. It, boom. Yeah, you heard it, Dennis. It was amazing. I, I actually loved that noise. I Wait, loved it. I, I need to know. We need to know what brand, what company's rocket you took up. Was it? Was it Virgin Galactic? Was it SpaceX? I don't think we know the answer to that. But yes, yes, Spencer. That's a good question. I called Richard Ranson and I called Shamath. They said that they weren't ready. They're, they're, right. they're fast followers. So, but then I called Elon. I couldn't get a hold of Elon. I couldn't get a hold of Elon. So it's neither of those, Spencer. Oh. It's Blue Octagon or something. You know, uh, <laughs> Blue, Blue Origin. Blue, Blue Origin. Blue Origin. So, Blue. They got the UFC up there, too. <laughs> hey, uh, it was a whistle. I guess I whistled on the show. And uh, if, and no, you want, you want to know no. what? If anybody wants to challenge me, on the world's loudest whistle. Oh, I don't. Bring it on! We, I, I've heard I could I've blow. Heard. I could you blow. Could blow those Seinfeld characters behind. I I could I could knock voice. Spencer off his chair yeah, with I, a I've whistle. Heard, I've heard you whistle. It's extremely loud. No, yeah, I and I haven't even cranked I got a it. Yet. on, and I don't want hearing. I won't do it. 
okay, I won't do well, it. You did have a sweet little noise, Joel. That's what it was. No, but I'm not going to do it because I don't want to blow out all the equipment. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> all right, all right. Well, Lord. and guys in the chat, we um, I'm I can't see the chat from Mars. They do not have the YouTube thing up there. It does not Oops. work in Mars. It's like a Chinese thing where they turn it off. Mars has not had the correct. Um, <laughs> so, so, well, actually, I can see. I can. I can see your chats. I can't respond. That's what I can do. But let, let me get to my stocks immediately. Oh, and I have, I have breaking news. I have breaking news. Amazon. Amazon. Jeff Bezos, as you guys know, is going to be the executive chairman. Their new CEO is a guy by the name of Andy Jesse, a friend of mine. I talked to him for the last four years. He's a Michigan boy. He, he he's um. A guy that lives like five houses down from me, he's first cousins with him. I got introduced to him when our AWS bill was too big three three years ago. And I stayed I stayed in touch, not as good as I should have, Dennis, to be honest. But I did email him, and he went back and said thanks. And then I said, well, you got to come on one of our shows one day. And he wrote me like like a check mark. So Excellent. That's cool. We so, got an insider. It's, all right, nice. We got, the, we got, yeah. we got Amazon. Nice. Yeah. That's what I think. I don't know. I don't know. Andy Jesse he definitely knows me. He knows Jason Rasnick. That's what I'll say. All right. I got to go to stocks real quick yeah. because um, Mac is asking me. So, Mac, hold on, buddy. Here we go. I want to go real quick. You guys, I don't have drums. I don't have anything. But this girl, Lexi, she, she um, used to make Upwork. She lost all this money. It was at 24 and it went down to 16. And I said, back up the truck. And Dennis and I got in a fight one morning because I said mortgage. <laughs> I said no. I said mortgage the house, but I was out of context. I was just like, it was an expression. You know, it was an expression. <laughs> Dennis and Hines said, "I did. I wish I did." But, um, <laughs> I wish I wanted to. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Like it's an expression. Um, and so Upwork for the first time, I'm literally going to call the CEO today and say, "You know, I got to hand it to you, man. You made it happen for all of us. It's over fifty bucks. Boom, boom, boom. Okay, and then one more." Bill, B-I-L, this is a Luke Jacoby. He got me on this ride. We use Bill.com to pay our vendors. They pay us. And my, my friend, Kathy Wood, you know, I'm dropping names like I'm dropping it like it's hot. I don't know. She <laughs> bought some stocks, B-I-L, yesterday. And, we, and I've owned this one for three weeks now. And then and then we're not done yet. My, my voice is not going to go. Penn, Penn National. So this is because this is a sub 121. I got to call Portnoy right now. 121. Since Penn, since Dave Portnoy has been in Detroit, it has gone from 98 to 121. I don't know if that's saying something or what, but we saw Dave Portnoy at dinner two nights ago, and um, and I talked to him. I'm like, Penn to a thousand. That's what I said to him. So, well, well, Jason, the, the CEO of Penn was on CNBC this morning, so I'm sure that's that's helping things. No, I think it's the Detroit thing. But yeah, Spencer, I <laughs> Yeah, I think yeah. it's the Detroit thing. Uh, okay. I'm going with the Detroit thing as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you, Dennis. All Thank right. you for the support. Hey, wait, um, wait. Speaking of, right, I'm and, sorry, continue. And then, and then, and then, and then. Sorry. Dennis, I got that reference. It was just good. <laughs> Another movie reference? Oh, oh, yeah, it was for sure. <laughs> what movie? Wait, no, and then. Come no, on, and then. I interrupted you. Dennis. <laughs> Jason loses All train right. of thought. Gan. I know you get you guys are oh, Gan. Gan, $27. Dennis, do you still own some Gan? No. <laughs> it's back Dennis? to actually I sold it up here around 26 or 27. I should have rebought it. 
I never rebought it. I could have got in at 14, my, 15, 16, lost it all, you guys. I, and now I, I didn't rebuy it. I should have rebought it. Uh, yeah, because I bought it at 26 originally, and then I bought it all the way down to 17 or 16. My 15 I went down to. My dollar cost average buy price, I'm looking at my E-Trade account, is 17.01. And I own a, a decent sized position. So today I'm buying lunch for the office again, two days in a row, you know. So, like, this is big, Gan. And, and okay, and then we're going to go. We're going to go a little quick. I bought a stock, and I said it on the show, guys, last week, week before. I just want to update you guys on it because I hate when people say they buy or sell a stock and they don't give an update. Those are terrible shows, but we're the best in the world. So API, Agora, they do work with Clubhouse. That is up 55.3%. I wish we could play the replay of me on the show two weeks ago saying buy Agora, and that's what we need our editors to do so they can get some proof on this. I have I've sold some of the API when it was up 49 or 51%. I'm keeping the rest. I'm keeping the rest. I like my Agora still. And um, lithium has been stuck in the 19 to 22 range. I trimmed some more of that, Dennis, because I wanted to allocate more to this company, FVRR Fiverr. I started buying it at like 170, and now it's 270. So I'm just I'm allocating more. And, Dennis, I did make a trade that could be good, could be bad. When I say it, I'm going to get I'm gonna get really crapped on in the, in the chat. But what, what you I buy? Trimmed, I trimmed, no, I have call options. But I also trimmed my CCIV, the Churchill one that hasn't done the, the deal yet. If that deal doesn't happen, Dennis, the stock dropped by 50%. So, yeah, that's uh, so, a good call. So, I, well, Dennis, it is or it isn't because it'll blow up 1,000% if I'm wrong, you know, right? I mean, right, Dennis? I don't know what it'll blow up if I'm wrong. I, I, a lot of good news is priced in this CCIV, and I've been the same thing. Like, it's still just rumors here. So if this deal doesn't happen, you're right. That thing will get collapsed. So I... I think you ring the register here too. I, yeah. I like ringing the register though, but I always yeah. ring the register too soon, Jason. So you shouldn't take advice. Yeah, I'm pretty good at entering the positions. I suck at exiting. I always get out too soon. What's going on? Wait, I hear somebody eating in the background now. No, Jason's <laughs> mic. Hold on. <laughs> Sounds on like he's second. eating chips. Hold on, Jason. Yeah. He's Jason? eating chips on Mars. Are they floating around on any of those chips? <laughs> I don't know. Hold on a second. This wait. is the Martians got him. The Martians wait, wait, wait. got Jason Rasnick. All right, my audio. A wait a minute. Better. Did you guys hear me? No. Kind of. Are the Martians attacking uh, you? We hear you a little bit. We hear you a little He's bit. getting eaten by aliens. <laughs> I want some chips. We were hearing Jason get eaten. <laughs> right. The Martians got him. The Martians got him. It did sound like Doritos. The Martians got him. Holy man, we went on a bad tangent here. Now. Yeah, I, I agree on that one. Joel's just silent in the background. It's like, <laughs> what has this turned into? It used to be a stock. All right, all right. I, I, I think I think we lost the connection there with Raz, but uh, damn, I was going to, I was going to, I just want to say someone in the chat, so it was like, yeah, Jason's buying lunch for the office. No one's here. There are like six or seven people here. So oh, I can not... see five right now. And there we go. Exactly. All right. Um, nine oh five. Uh, w- let's r- let's wrap it up, guys. And sure. then uh, I'll, I'll I'll do some uh, I'll do some charts with Mitch. Unless Joel, you like to stay on with me for a couple minutes. But um, any final thoughts? I got a link for my RT segment. If you want to watch, they just tweeted. Yeah, oh, I want to. I want to tell Jason that. I want to tell Jason that. Yeah, RT.com. So here. I got you a link here, and just tune in at 10 a.m. if you want to listen to me. Here, I'll post it too. I'll tweet it out too. So follow me on I'm at Triple sure. Twitter. But I just posted it into the chat as hey, well. Hey, so. in 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 Soviet Russia, Russia don't interview you. You interview Russia, okay? <laughs> so it, it's going to be. I'm on, I know who I'm on with now, so I'm going to be on with Richard Wolf. Oh wait, Jason's Brian back. Rose. <laughs> Jason, Jason, we got you. Yeah, yeah. So my my Dennis sounded like a, the worst robot ever, like ever. 
And so I, I couldn't take it, so I just hung up. And now it's fixed. <laughs> I don't know what was going on. He sounded like the worst robot noise you could ever imagine, Dennis, is what it was. I turned my phone on and off and back on. But I, So wait, did you say Dennis is on RT? Yeah, isn't that hilarious? At 10 a.m. I love it. Do you want do you want me to give you some Russian words? <laughs> Sputnik is the only one I know. Dennis. All right. Wait. <laughs> Did I say it right? I think it's Sputnik. It's, oh it's better than the J and J one. Hey guys, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm on RTUS though. I don't think I'm in the I'm on the Russian feed. I don't All know right, though. I, I love, <laughs> I'm I on love host Ben Swan. Thing. I'm on with Ben Swan. All right, Who? Jason. Jason, you have any any other any Ben's stocks for us? Any have, trades? Yes, yes. I got I got one uh, quick thing, guys. At four oh five today, if you're in the chat and you want to know more about Benzinga, we have our annual awards show at four oh five. They're internal team members. I'm dressed in a crazy outfit, and you'll see it. And there's crazy videos. We got like, like all I'm saying is it's from four oh five to about four twenty five, and I'm telling you, it's must see TV. We, we spent some time on it. I'll give you one little hint. I hurt myself performing stuff for a video last night in the middle of Detroit. I hurt myself. I had to ice my leg down. That's how, ba- that's how bad it was. I got a bruise down my leg for this video that we have coming out at 4.05. If you're around, it should be on live. If not, maybe it'll be a separate clip. But that's all I got to say. That's it. Wait. Okay. All right. Thanks a lot, Raz. We'll see you later. Uh, wait, Dennis. I don't Drive see safe. that. I don't see that link you put in there. I, I didn't post right. I, I posted it, but you're blocked. Here, here, send it to me, and I'll I'll, I'll get it out. Uh, oh, I just well, it's on Twitter. So all right, it's on I'm, Twitter. All right, Dennis tweeted it at Triple D Trader. Well, no, I, I I just retweeted it, but here, look, look, I put put it here. It's YouTube. It's this link here, but then that doesn't click. It doesn't Sometimes do they don't let you post. Is that uh, what it things. is? They don't let you put yeah. a YouTube link Wait. in a YouTube. No. <laughs> That's tough. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Dennis, I don't sure. see your tweet yet. Oh, you you just retweet. Okay, I got it. I just retweeted. I, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got okay, it. Okay, Spencer's gonna help us out here. So All right. Um, we're talking GameStop. Th- so and I'm so short selling doesn't ruin the markets. So that link is not cl- that link is not clickable. I'm just gonna say go to Dennis's uh, Twitter account and you can see the link there at Triple D Trader. Um, but did you put it in Twitter? Uh, did you yours tweet it out? Clickable. You're, you can click yours, the Benzinga one. Somebody just got it out there. there uh, you oh, you, you can click that? Okay. I didn't realize you could. Yeah, the little Benzinga link. So right. I'll retweet it too at Triple D yep. Trader. You can see my name on screen. I saw a tweet out there too. So 10 a.m. or 10 20. They just moved me to 10 20. Oh, you can't with these guys. Got, yeah, I just got the notification. I got bumped to 10 20. Somebody <laughs> more important was on. Lord knows, <laughs> we, Lord knows, I never bump our guests. <laughs> Jerome Powell, yeah. I bump our Can guests. you come tomorrow? <laughs> I bump our guests all week. Bump our guests all the time. All right, uh, it's nine ten, nine oh nine. I'll let you go, Joel. If okay. you want to stay on, if you want to stay on with me, great. If not, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring Mitch on, and we're gonna do some charts for a couple of minutes. Uh, and also, there, I know we didn't get to uh, as many earnings as I as I would have liked, so I'd like to go through a couple of those. Uh, real fast here, and I just want to start with ATVI because I want. Yeah, I'm, to, I, so, I want yeah right. I'm gonna hop off too, so yeah, right. you can you can have Mitch come on. So all right, all right. we'll see you guys. Are we gonna go three thirty today? Or yeah, we're gonna 340? go three thirty. Three thirty. Joel will be back with me to wrap up the week. See you then, Joel.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.